Right, here we go. Hey guys, it's Tony Tooney. It's the voice of a childcare boss. Can you hear me? I am so excited. Uh, so this is uh, Dr. Watson, Delisha, and we met through college, and I am just so excited to have her on. Like, I can't even express. I'm going to hold my emotions in, but I'm just really excited. So like I said, we met through college. Uh, she was my roommate, and uh, before you even became roommates and uh, met each other on social media because we found out that we were going to be roommates and so she was just always welcoming very sweet uh, if I had questions she would answer them and then when we became roommates we just clicked uh, both cheered at the school that we went to um, and uh, she just she's just a bubbly amazing person fun to be around uh, but one thing I admire about uh, Dr. Watson Delisha is that she's very hardworking. I love that, you know, she has that balance of, you know, enjoying life, having fun. But, you know, while we were in college, when it was time to get work done, when it was time to study, she knew how to, you know, shut it down. And that's important. I just admired her, admired that about her. I love that uh, she's one of those people, you know, where they say, um, you know, you need to be, hang around those people who are going places. And, you know, as soon as you meet her, you just know she just has that glow and that fire about herself uh, where, she, you know, she's going places. She's going to be something and someone great. And that's something that for me, I truly um, took for granted. Um, it's just who she is. And, um, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because I do want to motivate and encourage others. When you get connected with great people, don't blow that, you know. Uh, I've been to the Child Care Success Summit and I have uh, in other conferences for child care. And I've made sure that I sit at the right tables, you know. And so she's one of those people that uh, in college, you know, if I, you know, one of those, those sayings, you know, when they say, if you knew, you know, then what you know now, if I knew then just the great person that she is and you know I've seen her push and encourage her friends you know uh, to be you know where they are so if I knew then what I know now about her and just uh, the greatness that's in her I would have been probably much farther in life and I'm okay with saying that because it's a teachable moment for myself and so I'm just so honored to have her on here you know um, she's just great you know she's uh gotten so many degrees she's uh continued to stay on the course of her journey to get to where she is now in the work that she is so i'm just honored and we've had this talk before we did the podcast but i you know i am humble to say that that she's someone that i've watched you know, and just admired her journey and her character and how she upholds herself as a young lady and as an African-American um, and the impact that she choose to make in the community. So I'm just honored. I'm just so excited. So I'm going to be quiet, but I just wanted to say that, you know, she's truly someone that I feel like I um, didn't realize how important she will be in my life. And but I'm so glad that we're still connected and I'm able to watch and see her grow. And it's so motivating and it motivates me to want to push harder and work harder to get to the goals that I'm trying to reach. So that's my little spill, but uh, I'm going to be quiet. So you'll just share a little bit about yourself, your journey, um, 
you can start from, you know, in college to now, you know, the hard work that it took. And then, like I said, we'll a- I'll ask you some questions uh, related to child care and just some advice that you may have, because definitely our industry needs it. You know, they it's a lot going on in the child care industry and um, it's challenging, you know, finding staff, um, you know, not getting burnt out, those type of things, not wanting to quit. And so I just feel like your story relates to that right now. It can be motivating to those in the child care industry. So, all right, I'll be quiet. But yes, you can go ahead and share uh, just about yourself and your journey. Okay, cool. Um, so basically, you know, you guys know who I am now and I know she was stating that, you know, I could start, you know, at college or things, but, you know, I have to like back it up a little bit because that's not where, you know, my journey began. Um, And, you know, especially since, you know, this would be a big awareness to a lot because I really just brought my whole life story out not too long ago to family and friends that really didn't know about me Um, because where I'm at now, it kind of took me a while to get here. Um, And when I say a while, a while looks like a lot of challenges that came my way. And it started when I was younger. Um, And I always take people back to when I was younger because they always say, well, you did this, that, and third. But I wasn't, didn't say as intelligent, but it took me a while to get to where I needed to be. So when I was younger, um, a lot of people never knew I had a stuttering problem. So I couldn't say certain words as well. So I had to go to speech therapy. Mom put me in speech therapy in elementary school. And I used to hate it. And the reason why I hated it because while I was in speech, people was at recess. So that's what I had to, you know, take over. Like I couldn't go to recess because I had to go to speech therapy. And I wasn't the only one in there. It was other classmates, but I always still wanted to go to recess. Um, And that became a hinder, but then it helped me because I used to be so low when it came to reading because my speech was not there. I was never, you know, that person that was above their reading level or right at their reading level. I was like a little bit lower than my reading level. I never stayed back. Um, but every year year in elementary school, I had to attend summer school because I could not test well. And I think math and English was the hardest subjects for me back then. But my mom, you know, having her and my dad as a support system, they knew like I wouldn't be able to make the A's and the B's that my sisters can make. Cause you know, I have like two sisters that are like geniuses to me. Like they were like number one and number two in their classes. So it, it, it was like kind of a stress at first, but having that support from my mom, like letting me know, like, as long as you don't bring a D or F home, you know, making me feel comfortable in my true skin, that, you know, everybody is not on the same spectrum when it comes down to being that person intelligently. So they made me be comfortable where I was, which kind of kept pushing me, but the support of my parents is what pushed me because after elementary, you know, in middle school, that's when you learn how, you know, either you want to be playing kind of sports like cheerleading, basketball. And I always wanted to be a cheerleader, Um, but my mama challenged me, which I glad she challenged me because challenge is what pushes me today. Um, She challenged me if I make the honor roll for a whole school year, I would be able to try out for cheerleading. So at first it was a challenge, but I did it. And since I did it, I became a cheerleader the next year. And you know, high school was such a breeze. Um, but then when I got to, before I got to high school, however, I mean, before I got to college, 
um, you know, you have to take the ACT and the SAT. Um, and I could not pass the ACT and SAT. It was, uh, it was just so hard for me to pass it. Um, so honestly, um, I didn't know what college I was going to go to because it was like little colleges I would get into, but all the colleges I really want to get to, I couldn't because I wasn't able to pass like the SAT and ACT. The GPA was there, but you know, you have to have the scores to get to where you need to be. Um, so I reached out, you know, to, you know, our college um, and they basically told me, you know, they had my, you know, application, but they just never reviewed it. And then they called me back the same day and I was like, oh yeah, you know, you are accepted. You just got to come and take a little test to see what class classes you would be in and then that's how, that's where it went from there um but before I met you my freshman year I actually lost my life scholarship because I failed two classes um and I would never forget that and my mom threatened me to take me to like another technical college in Columbia because she was just like you're not doing good up there so I need you here and I was just like no I cried and we got your next situated um but you know fast forward to the time you met me um I had to get my life together I had to come one with myself so you know it came that I play hard at night but during the day I would have to study I would have to teach myself that you know you can still make it because you know we went to a school where we it was for a I would never um, and I never I have never um, experienced racism when I was there with my classmates but I have had people that is of our complexion skin color have experienced it um, while they were there but you know my whole thing was if they can do it then I'm going to do it too and I'm going to do it better um, so it got to the point where I used to finish doing my papers before them. And they'd be like, oh, man, I got to stay up all night. My paper's been done like two weeks prior um, to the due date because that was my focus, to get it done and to show them that I can be better than you think I am. And then after that, you know, I went to get my master's at um, Walden University, which is a wonderful college um and it was super easy it was super super easy get my master's and then after that you know i wanted to do more with the african-american battle women in um columbia first you know you want to start at home and then since that's where i wanted to start um I basically was like, I know I have to go back and do more research to be an expert to what I want to do. So getting a doctorate in this field is where, you know, it was needed. Um, but doing my doctorate degree, it wasn't hard, but there were some challenges. Um, last year in July of 2021, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and secondary trauma. Um, witnessing that and going through that during my research process, it kind of broke me. But then again, it made me better as well. Um, and a lot of people, like I said, kind of kept it to myself. I really now telling my story starting over summer of this year that people knew that I was diagnosed with it. And with my secondary trauma, it comes with hallucinations and paranoia. Um, so I'm writing my research and going through my doctorate degree. I am experiencing these things. And my secondary trauma comes from working in childcare. I used to work at the Department of Social Services for five years. And um, 
I just felt like life wasn't getting better, but I knew that God gave me a passion to do what I had to do. So I always kept this saying in my head, God wouldn't bring you this far to leave you. Um, So even every challenges that I have went through, I just knew I couldn't give up because I had God on me so strongly. Um, So, you know, after I finished school in February of this year, I... um, I was still working at DSS, but DSS became a hardship to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I prayed and I, you know, fast and I tarried a lot until like I figured out like where I need to be. But what was a blessing, you know, uh, blessings come in weird ways. And I remember one day I kept just searching for different jobs just to get out. And when I started searching, you know, God said, you have faith, but your faith comes with work. So because I was doing my work and had faith in him that he would get me to where I need to be, the job that I'm at right now, only been there for three months, basically found me themselves. I didn't look for them. I didn't send a resume to them. I didn't apply to them. They found me. Um, and by them finding me, you know, I felt like this is where I maybe need to be. Did an interview with the CEO. The CEO hired me on the spot. So basically now I'm a director at Jameson Consultants where, you know, we advocate for those that has Medicaid, where it's children, adults, um, and we help find those finding resources. And, you know, since then I've been stress-free and, you know, with the challenges that came with it, I still have some more to do on this journey and on this road. Um, Like this is just the beginning for me because I still want to, educated so who knows if I go back to school or do more certifications but you know that's basically where I'm at right now wow oh my gosh well man I'm, I'm just a lot of emotions because like I just didn't know these things about you I mean from your childhood and beyond and that speaks volumes to me because my son is autistic and he does speech therapy <laughs> a lot you know um, but that just speaks volumes for me as a parent because like you know I I always wonder especially on my kids you know am I too hard on them but I want the best out of them I want them experience the things that I've never experienced my daughter's in cheerleading also cheerleading I wanted to do that as a kid I tried out unfortunately it was expensive for my parents you know so I didn't get to have that but to see my daughter have that do well in it right he's topping her team you know that that uh, it makes it confirms, you know, that I'm taking the right, right route because I want her to grow to be the best. But just uh, to hear you, like to see you now, <laughs> that you face those challenges, like man, listen, I'm just, <laughs> I just don't, you know, I'm smiling, I'm gleaming, but I'm, I'm like crying on Instagram, like oh my god, like it just makes you more amazing even more than what i already knew and and know about you like i just didn't know these things the way you talk the way you carry yourself like i just never would have guessed these things you know and i am also someone who did you know deals with depression who you know has panic attacks you know when like for me it's more so because i begin to like as soon as i wake up i worry about okay i gotta do this i gotta do this this one got this practice, this one got so, I do have those moments, you know, especially, uh, and it more so came after my son got diagnosed because like, you know, it's 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 as a mom wondering, did, did I do enough? You know, could I do, could have done anything different, you know? Or even with kids I come in contact with in the childcare or 
or or families or going through the licensing processes and all that. Did I do this right? Did I, you know, uh, and I know I have to stop doing that, but you know that I I relate to that, so I just wanted to share that. But like your story, like I didn't, you know, man. I, I hope one day you write a book about your life, and that's real. I do because like I feel like so many have to hear that and. Uh, your story. I, I mean, I knew you had a story, but dang, I, I just didn't know you had a story. Like, you truly have a story, and it's just so awesome, and like, man, I'm, I'm just speechless. Like, that, like, I just didn't know the speech therapy and all that, and just to see you now, like, yeah. It's just, right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. I, I just, I don't know what to say. I feel so yeah, I just don't know what to say. This is just awesome. And so, um, okay, so I guess I'll start asking a question. I'm just speechless. Like, I just, I, I'm just, man, this is going to be a good episode, I, I tell you. So, um, with, with, was there ever a time you wanted to stop with school and, and you know, yeah, just was there ever a time you just wanted to quit or anything like that? I mean... At North, at North Greenville, there was plenty of times that I, I wanted to quit because, you know, they never told us until the end that they were teaching us on a grad level, not an undergrad level, but a graduate level. So I did want to quit, but I feel like the time I really, really wanted to quit school was when I was getting my doctorate degree mm-hmm. um, because I felt like it was so much. But what I, the reason why I couldn't quit is because... God used to always show me in my dreams, like, you need to be in school. This is where you need to be. This is where I want you in mm-hmm. school. So having that confirmation, like, you're doing the right thing, you're on the right path, you, you're following my steps, you're listening to my word, then why why give up now? Why quit? And then I also kept learning about those who was looking up to me. Like, I never knew. You know, you, you talk to people and you hear people say different things. And like, I'm proud of you or I see where you're going. And, you know, sometimes you just it makes you feel good. But sometimes we be so busy that we just don't take time out. But then when I realized, like, oh, man, I got people, like, looking up to me. I yeah. can't fail. I can't give up. Because the moment I fail, the moment I give up, that means in their mind, if she fell and she give up, then I should do it. And I never, especially with our generation you know I, I never wanted to leave that as a perspective in their minds right. so I wasn't like I always told my mom and dad I wasn't doing this journey just for me I was doing it also for those young ladies those children that was always getting oh you wouldn't make it this far in life to show that you can make it this far in life even if that means it's challenges I like I always tell people and I always make this joke I've been in school for like 20 something years because I always include you know elementary middle school high school and college like I always tell people I've been in school this long but look how far I came and then I also get the praise from those who are like older than me in this school with me like I had this lady that she's like in her 50s and we in school together but the way I'm able to help her is not only a blessing to me but a blessing to her so when I learned that I can be a blessing to others because God pours so many blessings to me to give out to others and I was able to stick with what I was at then I knew I had a plan and a goal for myself haven't been a better woman but because my goal is to advocate and help these women because this is a population that many disguise of 
I knew I couldn't give up because failing myself was failing them. And right. that's what I did not want to do. So yeah, there were challenges. There were days I was like, bang, bump this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. And there was like the week I got diagnosed with all of, cause I got diagnosed with all of my mental health issues at one time. It wasn't the, a month apart it was one day I literally went into my doctor's office because I failed my screening so bad for you know depression and stuff she was like I can't let you go without you um, seeing a counselor and that day we did a two hour session and he died with me with everything Um, so yeah me quitting wasn't an option but yes there's there's going to be challenges I just knew I couldn't give up so I did took like maybe a week off from my dissertation which is my research but I got back on it wow man yeah that I'm just speechless (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so speechless like this is just so good okay so um, now that you know, or now that you, you know, well, I always say a diagnosis not to find you, and that's right. what I for my son. But now that you have the diagnosis, what are some things that you do to uh, support your mental needs? So basically, when it, when I was diagnosed, you know, it's, it's 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 heavy, you know, so you gotta take it all in. Like what, like. And you have seen so many people, but when it came to me getting diagnosed, I took it in and I was like, so, and I basically told my counselor, well, not my counselor at the time, but I basically asked the guy in the office, like, so what's next? Like the therapist, like, what's next? And he was like, what about me? And I always told myself I wanted to turn away from medication because Mm -hmm. Sometimes people use medication to define, okay, I got this mental illness. I'm going to just use medication to cope. Mm -mm. I knew my God was stronger than that. So I always stated to them, what else instead of medication can I do? So he gave me, my therapist gave me different coping mechanisms. And he also gave me, I also had to do therapy once a month. So I used to go to therapy once a month. Um, And then I always did like different coping mechanisms. But I also meditated my meditation looked like me cutting on my tv putting on youtube and having like the different meditation because i have different meditation you can do like the sleep meditation the positive energy meditation let go of negative energy but while i'm meditating i have my bible in front of me so i'm reading my Mm. bible so speaking his word listening to his words so meditation prayer and going to therapy is the way to help me cope with it now i do learn that um if i become more stressed like very 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 stressed out that's when my hallucinations kick in um so i try to keep myself less stressed that looks like having people that stress you out delete them from your life Mm -hmm. Um, remove those people you know always keep positive energy around you and like I always tell people now like the job that I have is challenging but my CEO makes my stress less Mm. and I love it and like I tell people I'm a director so challenges come and go because you know you got different personality but because my CEO backed me the way she does mm. is it is what helps me become who I am and it's just gonna make me better because one day I want to own my own company so it's showing me how to be the better me so basically Michelle like you stated 
my mental illness, my mental health does not define me. I'm going to take that step and push myself. And like I always tell people, I'm not telling you about my mental health to make you feel sad or bad for me. No, I'm telling you this because I came out, I overcame and you can do it too. I did it without medication. So it took a lot, like I said, prayer, some days isolating myself, fasting from social media, because social media can be an issue as well. And that's why I always tell a lot of younger people, sometimes you just got to back away from the social media. Yes. So, yeah, so I still have challenges here and there, but, yeah, I don't let my mental health define me. You would never know that I have this until I tell you. And I did. Because <laughs> I don't define and, me. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, and I did. I mean, I'm... I'm just, but I love, okay, and this is another thing, um, especially in the in the childcare industry, I love how you spoke about, like, your CEO not, I mean, the way you're bragging on your CEO, I feel like that's how it should be also in the childcare industry. In the childcare industry, we're dealing with, you know, a lot of staff shortage, we're dealing with a lot of challenges with staff, building our teams, and, um, hiring period you know we're finding teachers finding quality teachers you know and so but i love that um you talked about and bragged about your ceo having your back and you know like even though the job may come with challenges you know she's not a part of she's you know helping the stress go down she's making sure that you're good and that's so um important you know um now as as a director are you over people or how does that work? Yes, so I am over um, case managers. Okay. Um, that's, what, that's their term. They're social work case managers. So um, I'm people that's in different regions of um, of South Carolina. So we have people in Beaufort. We have people in Hilton Head. I have people in Myrtle Beach, Orangeburg, Holly Hill, and now in Columbia. So I have a quite a bit of people under me um, that I basically, you know, direct daily on Monday through Friday right that's awesome yeah and that's and that's um that's one of the key things we really have to, you know and this is something that my mentor has said as, as well you know she and a few other childcare owners that i um just watch and observe and, and have respect for you know um that they make sure that their their um their teachers are good they make sure that you know, whatever they're dealing with at home, they leave it at the door when they come in. You know, they bring in that um, um, positive vibe so that it pours on to their team. Um, can you, I guess, speak about, you know, or just some things that you do, or I don't know how to word this, but, you know, just, you know, you have a team up under you. You know, how do you, um, how do you support them? Or I, mean, I guess I, I, if I'm asking that right, right, you understand what I'm asking? Yeah. How do I support them in their daily tasks right. and make them feel how my CEO makes me feel? Right. Um, you know, being an employee, just a regular employee, you know, you always wish, like, I wish my supervisor did this. I wish my supervisor did that. And I took that to heart. Like, when I worked at DSS, before I became a supervisor at DSS, I knew what I needed as an employee to be successful that my supervisor should gave me. So not having that communication, not, you know, guiding me, not st- like staffing cases with me, I knew that would have been my downfall because that was a lot of our downfall. So mm-hmm. being a director, I knew that 
I will have to step up to the plate, meaning that my time is their time. So, meaning what I'm saying is communication is something big to me. I know they was like, you know, communication is something in relationship, but that's in a business as well. You know, I need that communication. So what I did was, and what I still continue to do, I send like a daily email every day, um, letting them know, like, basically I'm here for you. If you need Mm -hmm. anything, if you have any questions, ask me. Um, and as a director, you know, I took it a step further. You know, we all like, well, you can reach me at my office or call my work cell. I gave them my personal cell. So that means I'm always available to you doing our work um, hours because like I had to explain to them, I'm human too. So after five o'clock, you know, try not to blow me up, you know, because <laughs> they yeah. did that in the beginning. Um, but yeah, text me, call me. And it makes my workers that, you know, are new to trying to understand how to build Medicaid or try to understand how to meet the needs of these children um, feel comfortable because I can text my boss anytime and she's going to reply back. That's what I need. I need that support. Or when it comes down to staffing cases with them, I go with them case by case and say, hey, you can be doing this, you can be doing that. Because before I came, you know, a lot of them said, especially the veterans would say, we never had the support and this is what we needed. Mm-hmm. This is where what was missing missing and I was like this is what I'm here for I'm here to help you I'm here to see us grow like I told my CEO in my interview I'm here to help the community I'm here to help build a community not break it build it because Mm. that's what we are lacking we have to build our community first to be able to be the best that we can because if we're not building it who else that's what the social work field is for that's what the child care field is for we cannot fail these people that's why we work so hard and be where we are and that was and that so when it comes down to my case managers what I put in them is what I'm instilling in myself so there's been times I actually go on YouTube and when I say I'm a YouTuber I'm a YouTuber I go on YouTube and I watch leadership videos I watch how to be a good supervisor I read things you know I be in different like coming next week I'm going to a, a, um, a sister a sister me movement just to know how I can be a better me to pour out to my employees so I'm taking up a whole Saturday just to be better for my people during the week. <laughs> Sorry. I this is just so good. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. Jesus. I mean, this is speaking to me so heavy. Goodness gracious. Dr. Watson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Delisha. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, I knew this episode was gonna be so good, but this is just so good. I mean, like, and I love your drive and the hunger you have to wanna build that community not break the community, but build the community. Like that is so needed. So, 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 so needed. It it's it's so needed, you know. And that's a, and and just in the African American community, period. You know, I, I was on a uh, well, I, a lot of the chapter owners we use this app called Clubhouse where we have a lot of discussions. And mm-hmm. you know, um, I realized and I've learned that there are a lot of um, childcare that are straying away from like after sc- doing after school program because of the behavior of the children and I do feel like like even yesterday I went to my nephew's football game and I had to leave early because kids are were becoming reckless fighting you know what I'm saying and it's just sad and I feel like 
you know, that's one of the, especially here in Atlanta, one of the important things of rebuilding the community. And that's, you know, my goal for my childcare to do that. But like, we have to, um, I guess, find the source and we have to do that research and we have to, uh, you know, and I don't know if parents don't have enough resources or, or what, what the issue is that we're losing sight of our youth. You know, right. I just love, you know, just your drive, your hunger. Like, if you don't have the answer, I feel like you're going to go find the answer. Right. That's just, as a leader, that's so important. And then I love that, you know, one thing that's always been said to me is, you know, you have to you know you, you can't be a jack of all trades you gotta master master first what you're doing and then move on i feel like you've done that and you're doing that you know say right. that you do what it takes to master where you are and then you know going to what, what next to, to enlarge that and that's something that i realized you know like for me i've shared with people and and i i realize and i, and I thank god that i have the strength to be open about it now like I know how bad I love childcare and I know how bad I want to grow, you know, but when challenges come and that's a lot of where my depression came from and where my panic attacks and anxiety came from is because when things got hard, I would fold. And right. I, it was saying that and I would, I would, I would try so hard to give up and then people would tell me, no, you're not, no, you're not giving up, you know? And I, and I would just be like, you know, well, how, you know, and it's now, that I'm taking the steps to truly invest in myself. You know, my, my mentor, she shares about doing um, the, so John Maxwell has a um, a mentorship program or uh, for leaders, you know, and I started doing that and that's been so great for me. And I started investing in uh, training as a director, child care director, which is like the manager of the child care, you know, because I do have to learn more how to manage the child care business, you know, so I'm, I'm investing in my growth and I feel like you've done that. And that's a message also for anyone in any field, you know, you have to master that. And so now I tell myself that I have a, a manifest mindset. I had to change my mindset. That's where I was falling because, because my mindset wasn't where it needed to be. That's where I kept wanting to give up, wanting to quit, wanting to go try to work for other people. And, you know, my project and what God has for me wasn't done yet. Right. Like, I mean, I just, I love how you have mastered this. You know, you've, you're, you're, like you said, you're reading this, you're learning this, you're YouTubing this, you're, I, I love that. That's what you have to do. You got to truly invest in what you have that vision for, that hunger for, that desire for, that passion, whatever that gift is. That's the only, look at Serena Williams. Right. She had to master it. And look where she is now. She had to master it. She had to invest in it. She had to lose sleep over it sometimes, she, you know. But I, I, I mean, man, this has just been so good. I just, I'm just so tickled with this. This, I, I'm just so tickled because, like I said, when like from from the first day we met, you know, <laughs> in, in hugging in the cab, ah, girl, like you and your dad there. Oh yeah, <laughs> first met, you know. I just didn't know all this fire and all this power and all this was just in you, you know? And then, like I said, just hearing your beginning journey, you know, like just hearing your beginning journey, I just, and just seeing your growth and seeing how much you have involved. I like, 
I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away. I don't know way, blown away. Okay, so before we get ready to close, um, any advice that that you may have for um, not only childcare owners but childcare teachers or just anyone in any—I mean, it doesn't even gotta be childcare. Just any industry or anyone who has a passion for something. Any advice that you may be able to give um if you could share that um and then you know that'll be it um the only advice i I have for you know anyone if it's your passion you're gonna always go hard for it never underestimate yourself if a challenge come abroad that means it's time for you to pick up the pieces and get to where you need to be in that position um challenges don't make us weak nor make us look less thin it makes us stronger if you can overcome any challenge then what's next for you everything is next for you any doors can open for you um as a child care provider or in the social work field or in the field that has to speak and help any population that cannot help themselves we are winning remember we would never be last because this is the field that god needs us in they need the advocates. They need those people to go and to push the generation for what's next to come. So I, all I'm going to leave you with is if you keep yourself in a position and those around you that want to see you win, you will never lose. If what you do is a passion to you, you will never lose it. You will always grow and be the best in it that you can be. I always live by this verse, Luke 137, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. If you keep that in your mind and you keep that going, you will always flourish. You will always be that flower that grew outside the cement because you will always be destined for greatness. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not, I, now, I, now this is this is just a side note and i am going to leave this on this record i hope you create yourself uh, a professional instagram and a professional uh facebook page so that way you can continue to increase if that's the lord's will if it's not i will shut up but no you're I- fine somebody else told me the same thing so. oh confirmation <laughs> ah, i love it <laughs> Because I just feel, man, my spirit is so good. I feel so good right now. Because I just feel like you just have so much of a message to pour into people, you know. And I'm telling you, this is not the end for you. I know it. This is definitely beyond what you're doing. This is definitely not the end for you. I can see it. I definitely see it. I definitely feel like you. I hope you work on that book. When, when it's time, I do, I hope, because I'm just blown, like I said, I'm blown away because I know you, but I, I know you now, and I just, I'm just so, I'm, I mean, I'm inspired even more, and, and respect for you, and admiring you even more than I already have, you know, and it's right. just so crazy, and I'm serious, I hope you write that book, I hope, I hope you get these pages going you know what I'm saying <laughs> get some more photography shots and encourage your people and because I, I mean you just have not only a story to tell but just man I'm just oh my god I'm, <laughs> I'm just so tickled right now because this episode was so daggone good <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess it was meant to happen I, 
I guess it was I guess it was meant to happen today and not yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, y'all listen, we were trying to get this thing recorded yesterday and it wasn't working, but this time there was no distraction. My kids weren't in the background. Oh, uh, I, I mean this this doggone episode is so good. I'm so inspired. Oh my gosh. I mean, and what's so funny this morning before I did the episode, I was writing. I, yesterday, I was like, Lord, I'm going to stop playing. I'm going to write my vision out. And so I started writing my vision out for my center. And and because I am going to have it. Lord, Lord knows I'm going to have it. Yes, claim and, and I started writing everything from the how the front door going to look at all. And like, I'm just even more inspired. Um, by just everything in this episode and I'm just like man Lord I know you like this was so needed I'm, I'm, and I'm just oh. <laughs> y'all please excuse my noises I'm just this is just so good I mean this is probably like one of the best episodes I have ever recorded ever since I started this doggo podcast <laughs> this is just so good so so good and I, I'm probably gonna listen to this like I listen to a lot of my replays a lot because I just need that refueling. But this right here, I'm probably going to be listening to like every single day. Like this is just good, you know. And the reason why I created this podcast, and I'm going to end it after this, but the reason why I created this podcast was for this very reason. There are so many uh, hidden heroes and, you know, that people don't even know about and need to know about like regular people like there's plenty you know famous people doing podcasts but i want to get the everyday people who are out here inspiring and right. you are one of those people and that's why i do this and like it's been a minute since i did it but i'm so glad i picked it up and i'm so glad i picked it up with you on here because this is just so it, i mean <laughs> i don't know what to say this is just so good and so needed and i know that this is going to inspire people so I'm excited. And when you create your pages, please let me know. I will tell you here because uh, I'm sure people will want to follow you after this. But I will. <laughs> I will. And this and this was an honor, you know, to, to talk to you and to talk to you about it. Um, I had a lot of people wanting to sit down and talk to me. But, you know, when you came across, I was just like, mm, I think I'm going to stick with her. <laughs> so you are, are, this is an honor you like the first person I ever did something like this with yeah. um, so it's, it's an honor for me to do this for you yes. well Dr. Watson I appreciate you so much I thank you um, and I, we will definitely be in contact because I, I, I definitely have more that I would like to collaborate with you on just with your story so I'm oh my god I'm, I'm here for it you know I'm yeah. always here for it <laughs> Uh, let's all right y'all we gotta get off because this thing is like oh this thing is getting long um all right y'all it's holy judy and dr watson i thank you all for joining um uh, i pray this bless y'all as much as it blessed me i'm about to listen to the replay as soon as this thing is over because this is good <laughs> good 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 like good um but we thank you all for listening you all have a uh blessed weekend go dogs yes and uh we will see you all soon dr watson thank you again and no problem we'll chat after this all right talk to you all right. later bye, bye.